just like a movie star, Brandon Adam rolls on in right before the time for the show to start. But that's all right. That's all right. That's what we have in the show, Brandon. Welcome back to Week 9 DFS Army Fantasy Football Show. Of course, we're here talking about our favorite flex plays on the week. Brandon, we got another good one for the for the people. How you doing, brother? Yeah, good man. I, it's it's a uh, it's gonna be a brandontastic flex play week. That familiar names that we've talked about in so many other ways, and it's gonna be exciting. Yeah, yeah I'm excited because uh, one of my favorites from last year is turning on this year, and oh, and we're oh, we're starting to see we're starting to see some of ex- his explosiveness, and uh, I think he's he's just getting started. So for the people in the audience, that's what you call a tease. Let's let's yeah. just let's just talk about some of the uh, let's let's set the stage, yeah. as it were, Brandon, for the people this week. Sure. It is another Bimageddon. I don't know about you, Brandon, but like I'm looking at all my dynasty leagues where you know waiver wire scat, right? And yeah. I am playing some questionable players this week because of the bye weeks. We have okay, <clears throat> let me clear my throat while I prepare for this. Sure. We have the Cleveland Browns. The Dallas Cowboys, the Denver Broncos, the New York Giants, the <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers, and mm. the Prince himself of fantasy football, the San Francisco 49ers are on by. Christian McCaffrey. Like oh boy. He was a player that we were talking about at the start of the season. We were very like we were kind of lukewarm on simply because of the yeah. injury history. Yeah. Dude's been healthy and dude's just been balling the F out. Christian McCaffrey, congratulations on a great season. Um but there's also some major injuries, Brandon, that we're going to be dealing with this week. So both of the Chargers' top wide receivers, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, are out. Keenan Allen yep. in particular, man, like they're just coming off man. the bye week and he's still out. Like that's that's not good. That is not no. good. Um, no. Our sweet, beautiful baby boy, Rashad Bateman, officially out for the rest <laughs> of the season with the Liz Frank surgery. It's just we can't have nice things. Mark Andrews playing a Monday night game against the New Orleans Saints. He is very questionable. He didn't practice. Now, because it's a Monday night, their last practice is this week, so we'll have final injury reports today. But uh, hopefully Isaiah likely, if you have Mark Andrews, you grabbed him. Oh, yeah. You better have. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor, who was – I would say like he was a pretty much de facto one-on-one in fantasy drafts this, this season. Yeah. Um, some people were off him for, for say, Cooper Copper, or maybe they wanted to go CMC. But JT, he's officially out. Deion Kane's season, although it's a tough matchup. Uh, Chuba Hubbard, he out. Ryan Tannehill, game-time decision. Another Malik Willis game, perhaps. We shall see. Yeah. And uh, Corey Davis is out as well. So, I mean, should we hold out hope for Elijah Moore? Probably not. But oh. It's it's going to be interesting when when you loop in all of the injuries on in addition to the bye weeks this week. It's going to be a fun one, but we got to talk about it. Let's talk about our sweet baby boy. He's hot, he's cold, and baby, he's hot again. The gymnast himself, Brandon. Who's your favorite flex play on the week? Give it to me. It's my guy, Ant Man Rondell Moore. Let's go. Finally, <laughs> time. We had to break it up. Yep. I have been up. Turn this up. Brandon and I have been on Rondell Moore. Since a rookie, and he's finally getting in touch with baby. Let's go. Yes. It's going to be time, baby. It's going to be time. Okay. 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 <laughs> Give us some analysis. I just, I'm so excited that Ronda Moore is officially a safe flex play. He's yeah. somebody who's getting targets, even with DeAndre Hopkins. They finally decided, hey, when we played him two weeks ago outside, didn't work. Played him in the slot. Tell me, tell me what it Rondell works. Moore, yes. He's going to be substantial. His, his, 
He's going to have most of the time. He will be in the slot. He will be going against Kobe Bryant um, of the Seahawks uh, secondary. He's not that great. Uh, let's, let's tap into him a little bit. He's the 52nd ranked cover in coverage rating for on um, player profiler. So that's a nice little matchup for him. Um, Rondell had a career day last week. Um, getting uh, seven receptions, 92 yards, and a tud on eight targets. So he's getting some pretty dang good volume. Um, the last, If you look at his last four weeks, he's had only one dud week. That was against the, against the Saints. Or, or, uh, it was on the return of DeAndre Hopkins where they were just force-feeding him like crazy, um, where they uh, Kyler really wasn't looking at anybody but Hop. Um, but with hop back and now we got Zach Ertz in there, you got hop and now you got Rondell with Hollywood out. He is going to get that second read in the, out of the wide, wide receiver group. And that's, that's just huge with this guy. He, he was a massive, um, athlete coming out of Purdue. Um, we loved him. He had a burst, a 40 yard dash of four, four, three, seven speed score is 91 <clears throat> burst score of 135 that's in the 97 percentile like, i mean this guy is a complete athlete he also last week was pretty which was pretty cool to see he had two rushes for 12 yards so six six yards a pop on his rushes too so that's the kind of stuff i was trying to project with him um when he came out of college was that tyree kill kind of move him all over the formation just create give him space just getting him in space is a massive deal with this game against Seattle, they got a 40, it's a 49 point implied of the game score. So that's huge, man. Like, I think this is going to be a very high scoring game. Um, I don't see how it couldn't um, not be, to be honest, with how the, the Seahawks are just rolling right now. And yeah. the Arizona has to win if they want to stay, stay in the race for this, uh, for the playoffs. So, I'm, I like Rondell a lot, especially against Kobe Bryant in, in his matchup. He he has that matchup, the the athleticism to beat that matchup. The only thing with him is that, you know, a lot of his targets are close to scrimmage. But to be honest, it's trying to get him in space and get let him get yak. So if he can just get targeted like he's getting, if he's getting eight targets, I love it. So a flex play with eight targets on a high, high-end uh, – um, premium matchup against the Seahawks. I like that a lot. What do you think? Uh, to your point, man, like this is this is a pivotal game. It's a divisional game for Arizona going yes. up against Seattle. Seattle, of course, has I mean, frankly, like, you know, congratulations, <laughs> uh, Seattle Seahawks fans, because yeah. the team that you thought was going to be in rebuilding is definitively in a playoff run, and, and they look good. And the one yeah. thing I'll say about Seattle is their their secondary is actually shockingly good. But one of the reasons we like Rondell this week and where he was successful last week when they got back to the basics is when he plays the slot, don't play yes. him outside. When, he, when when Hop came back and they were playing Rondell outside, um, one, he wasn't getting like the, the good targets, but he also – that's not where he shines. He shines in the slot. His twitchy quickness, speed. Yeah. Um, our, our friends over at, at um, Roster Watch. So um, I would say in the industry, they're, they're, they're well-known as one of the best rookie scouts. So they're up boots on the ground. And so they they interviewed Rondell Moore. One of the questions they asked him was, okay, if you weren't becoming a professional NFL player, what else would you be doing in your, in your life? And he said, <laughs> listen, I'd be a fucking gymnast. The dude is yeah, would. and he's and he's 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 quick. Everything that we thought he could be last season and were disappointed to see, yeah, 
slow start to the season because he was injured, came back, and, 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 and oh man, that hamstring injury, which these soft tissues, they worry us, especially for a quick t- twitchy type player like Rondale. It's been fantastic. It's been a beautiful thing. Yeah. I love the fact that right now with, to your point, Hollywood Brown is out. It's just, it's him and Hop. And actually, this is, I, I think this could be a sneaky little game for Zach Ertz. That's one of the ways the team's won against Amen. Seattle. Amen. Yeah, so that's going to be good. We got our boy Bali in the house. What's going on, Bali? Thanks, thanks for tuning in. Bada bing! I love it. Bada bing, baby. Yeah. So, so Rondell so Moore. I, I mean, honestly, if if you're building some DFS lineups, I mean, listen, go to our get our, go to our parent station, DFS Army on YouTube. Uh, go check it out, DFS Army on Twitter. This is probably going to be a game that a lot of people are going to be stacking on. Um, you look at the projected ownerships; they're definitely high up there. Um, yeah. Tyler Lockett. Yeah, it's actually not too bad. 11.3% expected ownership on FanDuel. Um, it's going to be a good matchup. This is a game you're going to want to attack, and that's why we want to get these flex plays as much as we can. I have yeah. flex play. Um, it's the Monday night game, which, as you know, we love talking about that Monday night hammer. I don't know about you, Brandon, but I find that if, if, if I'm out of players and my opponent has one of these players playing on Monday night, I have a very hard time watching the game, especially if it's close. <laughs> like last week, Joe Mixon, I think he had to put up like 18, 19 points for me to lose that matchup. Oh, I, I couldn't yeah. freaking watch it, man. I couldn't watch it. It's, it's just too painful. But what I love is when you're the one applying that pressure to your opponent. And, and because of that, I like the Marcus Robinson this week. Now, Devin Duvernay, of course, is, in my opinion, he's probably the wide receiver one in that team now. He doesn't get all of the volume. But he's the most efficient wide receiver on the team. With Rashad Bateman being out and with Mark Andrews being banged up, Isaiah Likely, he's gonna he's a stud. He he's a stud like frig. I, I love Isaiah Likely. Oh, there's the pooch. But mm-hmm. uh Demarcus Robinson this week, man, he's gonna come in. And Robinson is a shifty, shifty wide receiver. So uh, last week, he actually received his best target share of the season with eight targets of 21%. Mm-hmm. But left is, is, is Lamar soaring the ball. Lamar threw it 38 mm-hmm. times last week. It's, it's just absolutely wow. crazy. Um, yeah. He's going to have Marshawn Lattimore in coverage expected. But Lattimore covers uh, shadow covers between about 40 to 50% of the time. So that could be a challenge for Demarcus Robinson to beat. But um, this is per PFF, okay? So since week four, Robinson has led all of the non- Rashad Bateman wide receivers, i.e. anybody but Rashad, Rashad Bateman, with 80% of the targets per route run. Um, he has four missed tackles, four receiving, and three explosive plays. The man mm. has upside. It's going to be played in New Orleans, so it's going to be on the road. They're going to have to put up points on the road, as always. The only thing that I worry about is that, just based on the fact is I don't <clears throat> know what New Orleans Saints offense is. Uh, we heard news today that Michael Thomas might be done for the season, like, for like rest out. in peace. Yeah. Um, so you, what we want is we want New Orleans to be able to put up points because we know Baltimore can, we know that Baltimore yes. loves that first half of a game, but if Baltimore can put up a complete game and play for 60 minutes, they could put up a lot of points. If that's going to happen, Demarcus Robinson is going to be a big part of that. And we got, uh, tag G's saying, bada boom, up, baby. there we go. He- so yeah, Demarcus Robinson. And, and the other thing too, is that it is a somewhat higher over under 47 point over under, yeah. Yep, I, I say lock it up, man. The implied team total is that uh, the Ravens are getting at twenty five points. So Demarcus Robinson is going to be a big part of that. Lock it in. That sounds good we'll to me, man. Both. Honestly, it's so sad to hear about Bateman, man. This guy is turning into Sammy Watkins, all the talent in the world, but just can't stay healthy mm. and and just can't put it together right now. And I, 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 
as everybody knows from watching our shows in the summer and pre-draft and stuff, we were so high on Rashad and it's, it's his talent is there, man. And he showed it when he was playing. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just, man, this guy cannot stay healthy. I don't know what it is. I honestly, the whole Ravens organization is just hammered with uh, injuries the last couple of years. And it just seems like they have something going on where they don't have, uh, a consistency for availability with their players. So that's something yeah. I'm going to think about later uh, for next year as well. Like the only two guys I might be interested in next year for the Baltimore Ravens will be just Andrews and Lamar. That's it pretty much because they're the only two that have kind of proven that they can kind of stay on the field. So um, yeah. their, their running backs is it's a bad situation as well. Gus is banged up again. He didn't practice all week as well. So like, it's 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 and if if Andrews is beat up then it's going to be likely and then yeah okay, so I think you're right I think you're right I think that's the play for you I think that's the right play I, I know you're still in Twitter jail but you I think you have visibility of Twitter how many Isaiah likely puns did you see this week oh, through like beat Twitter social media like eight eight hundred thousand Isaiah yeah, likely. like it's it's like the most yeah. played out. It's like the most played out thing ever. <laughs> to be honest, like yeah. it's only been a. It's not even like it's only been a week, and it's so played out. And I'm be- like the funny thing is when you get booted off Twitter, guys, it slows down your feed, so you don't get as many things in your feed. So it's pretty interesting, but I can still see everything. But uh, I hop on to Flex Network once in a while and uh, <laughs> check it out. Yeah. Check out Twitter through your shit. Listen, but no, listen. it's all good, dude. The reality of fantasy football analysts is the fact yeah. that a lot of us are probably middle-aged, you no, know, in our thirties or forties. Yeah. Dads that love yeah. a good dad joke. So of course it's a likely opportunity to rock those yes. dad jokes. Okay. We got, we got to go on for Bali and I'm going to pull this question up now. Let's go. Um, because this is actually a really interesting question. He's got, he's struggling with a flex. He's got Daryl Henderson, which I don't like, don't know what's happening to the cam makers, but it's a tough matchup. Marquez Val- Valdez Scantling, I think that's going to be a little bit sketchy. It sounds there like Canarius Tony is magically healthy again. Uh, Chase Claypool. Now, this is a player that I'm very, very curious on. Yeah, me too. I have Chase, Cl- Chase Cl- Claypool as one of my flex, well, flex decisions in one of my leagues this week. And actually, it's between him and Demarcus Robinson. And I'm, I'm electing to play Demarcus Robinson over Claypool. But how do you feel about Chase Claypool in fantasy this season? Rest of season, being a Chicago Bear in a low passing offense, like they're they're passing like 21, 22 times a game. It's brutal. well, to be honest. So Justin Fields has kind of turned it around the last three weeks. He's been a he's been a QB one the last three weeks in a row. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's start, things are starting to turn a little bit. And maybe honestly, all they needed was a guy on the outside to pull some attention and make, kind of have. Forcing force teams to balance out their defense against their offense. And that's what Claypool's gonna do. He is a monster. And I can totally see them drawing up some things for him specifically this week just to get get the threat out there for the future matchups moving forward here. Um, I'm actually kind of curious to see what's gonna happen here. And I think it's actually gonna help out Darnell Mooney a little bit where he's not going to be the focal point of the pass pass offense and Claypool will be and that will help out the whole whole offense to be honest but I want to feel I, I'm, I'm kind of scared to play him this week I am playing him in in, in leagues where I'm forced to um, it's a good matchup against Miami Miami can't can't stop uh 
um, the wider wide receivers too much uh, this year, to be honest. Um, they give up big chunk plays, and so that's that screams to me that. They're gonna they're gonna do three or four design bombs to Claypool. I think. I think. I think there's gonna be a couple opportunities for Claypool this on, in this game. Um, that's they're gonna just try, just try and scheme open for him. Yeah, I can and, see and that. That's what's kind of interesting, right? Is the fact that Miami is allowing a lot of points on offense. So, I I am not confident starting Claypool this week simply because Me I want to see what happens. Um, yeah. Typically, tip okay. Usually in the real world, when wide receivers change teams in like in the offseason, they're slow to yeah. acclimate. Okay, unless they're a right. superstar like AJ Brown, for example, DeAndre Hopkins. <sighs> but when a player is traded midseason and has no chemistry, to your point, they're probably gonna have five or six design runs. The way that Chase Claypool yep. wins is not in 50-50 balls. He wins with his athleticism getting deep and beating deep. Yep. that DB. So to me, I worry about that. Although one of the things I loved about um, Justin Fields is his ability to hit the deep ball. So I'd love to see it now with Chase Claypool. Moving on, Drake London is a, is an option here. Um, no. Can you trust anybody in Atlanta? They're going up against the Chargers. That uh, the Chargers haven't been clicking on offense. They're not missing their. I think that's going to be lower. I'm taking under on that game. Take the under. That's a great yeah. call, man. That's a yeah. good call. I like that a lot. Good, good call. But a player that you're going to talk about shortly is Zay yeah. Jones. So out of this group, as much as I hate it, I think Zay Jones is probably your best bet. Second would be uh, Drake London simply because you know he's going to get, hopefully, he's going to get to target share, but will he get to targets? It's hard to say, but my my vote is on Zay Jones here. It's it's not It's not great, though, but what do you think, Brennan? Honestly, out of all those guys, Zay Jones is the guy. So I wasn't going to – I had uh, other guys lined up for flex plays, but I was talking about Zay a little bit in our chat. So Zay, he let's let's just say this. Zay just became the captain, uh, a captain for the team this week. Um, he was just voted in as captain. I think he's going to – this is a revenge game for him against the Raiders. This could be a game where it explodes because the Raiders suck, man. Like, they're they're – they are just giving up points to anybody. And I think Zay knows their scheme and knows how they want to play some defense. So I think he's going to be able to, to take advantage of that. But his matchup is tough. He's going against Rocky Sin. He's coverage rating of a, a 12th rate, 12th in the league right now for coverage rating for a DB at a player profile. So he's a beast. Like he's going to be really well, uh, play, play really well. So Zay's going to have his handful. So, but the, honestly, I think the guy with the best matchup of the whole offense is going to be uh, Christian Kirk this week. Um, so I think that will be where they attack. But I love the fact that they voted him in as a, a captain this week, and he's yeah. going to be, you know, I think that's 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 that make that means something to me. Um, I think he, that he could possibly be featured a little bit against his old team. So I, I out of that grouping, I would go Zay Jones one hundred percent. There you go. Let's rock Zay Jones. Yeah. Give me your second flex play in the week, Brandon. My flex play. Oh man. Let's go, man. My 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 next flex play is a goodie from you know the last couple of years for me, man. Antonio Gibson. Antonio Gibson, Ooh. even with this mishmash of a freaking backfield. There we go. Old school, man. This guy is. This guy is honestly been most disrespected running back in the league. And all he's done since Brian Robinson has come back, he's been the most he's been the most uh, consistent player for the Washington uh, running backs. And to be honest, look look at what he did last week. Last week he put up 21 fantasy points, seven 
He had only had only had seven attempts for 19 yards, but where he made his money was in the pass game. Um, seven, seven for seven for 58 yards and a tut. So that's mm-hmm. that's freaking 8.2 yards per target. That's really in good, man. Like he he's a elite pass catching back, and I think they are starting to feel that this is where he lives and where he belongs. But with JD McKissick out. That is going to free up even more work. So it's only going to be Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson. And honestly, Brian Robinson has been straight garbage, man. Like, garbage. And I, I just haven't been too excited to to play, to see his production. And honestly, Antonio Gibson has proven that he's the better back of the two since he's been mm-hmm. around. And he's they're going against Minnesota. And Minnesota is middle of the road against uh, the running back position. They're 17th. Uh, uh, against the run for uh, for fantasy backs, so I think it's a totally fine um, play because honestly, Washington is going to be in this game script. They're going to be catching up, man. They're going to have to catch up. They're going to have to throw the ball to their uh, check down to Gibson and get him into the passing game. So I expect him to get at least ten targets this week, and I think That's he's going to get ten. He's going to get ten. He's going to catch eight. He's going to get eighty yards. And a tud, and whatever he gets for rushing yards is good. Just going to be, you know, the just extra yardage for him. Um, I'm just hoping that they they start seeing that he is the better. I think they do know he's the better back analytically wise. It's just Ron Rivera is one stubborn coach, man. This coach, <laughs> like I, I I swear to God, like he has no idea who is the best talent on his team and it just blows my mind i don't know what if, if there's there has to be something going on like off the field where probably per, personality wise he doesn't like maybe gibson's not a hard worker off the field or i don't know something's going I, on I where i don't i don't i don't know what's going on yeah. like i i well, just i don't okay. see it like i don't get it so so ron rivera go to one of our favorite websites playerprofiler.com and just check yep. it out his advanced receiving. So in terms of targets, he's averaging about four and a half per game, which ranks ninth for running backs, which is, which is solid. He's never five receiving yards of 228. When you look at his yards per route run, so how advanced, how efficient is he when he actually gets the ball? He's number three with 2.45 yards per route run. Boom. And he's got a 12% target share. So to your point, if they're going to be behind in the game, it's going to be Antonio Gibson season. And, and you're right. You know what? Sometimes these athletes, maybe they just need a kick in the ass. And it seems like with Brian Robinson right now, like Antonio Gibson has always been good. Last season, what did he struggle with? He struggled with, well, I think it was the ankle that he was dealing with for most of last season. So he had the ankle injury, which for running backs, that's not a good thing, right? No. It was not the ankle, the heel. It was one of his lower legs. And then also, no, he had like a, he had a fracture in his shin. That's what it was. That was a shin. It was yeah. a shin. So that, that's bad for running backs. And then you add on the <laughs> fact that he was fumbling the ball. So there was that trust factor, right? I mean, sure. What two things? If you're a fan, if you're a, a player in the NFL, one availability is the number yes. one ability, right? You need to be on the field. And two, when you touch the damn ball, do not turn it over. That's important. Antonio mm-hmm. Gibson wasn't doing that, and now he is. So yeah, I, I like Antonio Gibson. Let's uh yep. let, let's answer some of these questions here. So Ray sure. Gamer needs a little help with his wide receiver two and RB two and flex. Oh god, he needs- <laughs> <laughs> okay, if right. Cordell Patterson plays, which we're unsure if he's going to play yet, but I'll put him in the flex. If not, he'll start two wide receivers. Okay, um, 
Rondell Moore versus Seahawks, who we love. Devin DuVernay versus Saints, who I love. And Josh Palmer versus Falcons. Of those two, it's definitely Rondell Moore and Devin DuVernay. And if you can only start two of those guys, who are you starting, Rondell or, or DuVernay? I'm, I'm starting uh, Rondell, I think, over out of those two guys. Out of those two, I, I honestly, I believe the, the matchup is Rondell. Um, Josh Palmer is interesting because DeAndre Carter was sick at practice all week, so I don't know if he's – you know, going to be feeling great. So he might get a good fair amount of targets. Um, so Josh Palmer's interesting. I like him. Um, Duvernay. Yeah. So I think Rondell Moore, I mean, he's coming on hot, man. Like he really is coming on hot. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think, I think he starts breaking out towards now. This is, he yeah. just needed to look, he need, he, he needs to learn. He needed to learn what his job was. And do you need, honestly, it was Cliff Kingsbury, man. He needed to learn how to use the guy. He really didn't know what the hell he was doing with the guy, to be honest. And he was putting him, he was throwing fades on the outside, right up against the goal line to Grondell Moore. Like, what are you doing? Like, that is like, yeah. that. I, I literally threw my hat at the freaking TV when I saw him do that. I was like, what are you calling? Why are you calling that? You got, like, that makes zero sense to do that. So I was just. Yeah, that 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 made me pretty furious to see that. But now yeah. he's moving back in the slot. Let let's rock and roll, baby. I think he's gonna. Yeah. That's where he lives, and I think he's gonna get a ton of work this week. Yeah, I really like Devin Duvernay as well, Ray. But I'm I'm definitely yeah. gonna leave on down more with him. Um, yeah. Okay, we got a question from Brooks. Who to start? Terrible. <clears throat> standard scoring. The thing I like about Taylor Heineke is the fact that he likes to hone in on Terry yes. McLaurin. We've seen it. It's it's Terry's back, baby. Terry's back. Yeah. I'm starting Terry McLaurin, man. That that one's. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's an easy one because that Monday night game is going to be, uh, or Sunday Juju. night game is going to be a big shootout. But I like Juju, but I'm going Terry McLaurin in that one. Agreed. Agreed. I think they're going to kind of scheme up Tony um, a little bit in that um, in that KC game. So that could take away some Juju opportunities. Yeah, clip. I always need a good, solid kick in the ass to make sure that I, uh, you know, I'm on track. Uh, the Buzz, best. another one here. Okay, this is a tough one. Swifter Williams. It's got. I'm assuming it's Jamal Williams, but it's got to be Jamal Williams, right? Until we know John Anderson yeah. is healthy, Jamal Williams is getting the. Um, he's getting the lion's share like, of the touches. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And John he, and he's got this. He's getting the start this week too, even with Swift back. Yeah, so I think that one's an easy one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, listen, Ronda clip. I don't know if you saw the start of the show, but we had a bit of a, uh, a celebration at the start of the show. Okay. Yes, and then did. lastly, if Swift is out and Cordero plays and I'll put Cordero as my RB2 and the flex will be Palmer. Um, yeah. So, so Ray, have a look at what we said about who we like over Palmer as a flex. Okay. Uh, Brandon, you gave me your second flex play. I'm going to yes, about my second flex play. And that is going to be Deandre Carter of the LA Chargers. Yes, I know. I said play the under, okay? But in your PPR leagues, DeAndre Carter, he's going to be a villain for Keenan Allen. And I also do like Josh Palmer, but he's actually got a challenging matchup against Darren Hall. And yes, Atlanta, not the greatest, but Darren Hall has actually been um, very tough to play against. He's shadowed roughly 50% of the time against studs. So when Atlanta's playing against studs, like for example, DJ Moore last week, he only allowed one reception for 21 yards when he was guarding him. So Josh Palmer worries me a little bit. Uh, whereas DeAndre Carter, who he didn't, he he was questionable this week because of the illness. Hopefully by Sunday, he'll be 
in enough shape, like good enough shape to be able to play a game, at least, you know, get it out for three and a half hours. But DeAndre Carter this week going up uh, against Atlanta, to me, it's like, I, I love that opportunity. He, <clears throat> he, when you look at DeAndre Carter, he was an undrafted free agent, but he has literally, Brandon, a 100 percentile agility score. So the man knows how to get open. And as long as they manufacture touches, the only thing that worries yep. me is that it could just be just straight up an Austin Eckler week, right? Maybe, maybe they say, you know what, screw it. Let's just get the ball in the best hand. Let's, let's play Austin Eckler. But if DeAndre Carter mm-hmm. can get seven, eight targets, I think he's going to be able to produce on that because I think he will. Say, Don't let Eckler beat us. Let the other guys dare the other guys to try to make plays. And that's how DeAndre Carter is going to win. I agree. I think that's a phenomenal um, play. Honestly, if he, if he plays, if he's not sick, um, I think this is going to be a nice play. It's going to work out quite nice. Yeah. And so uh, one, one last question. So I only play in one league that has kickers and that would be the Scott fishbowl. So I, I'm not super Ugh. in touch with the kickers, but I'm playing Harrison Bucker um, on the Sunday night game. It is a massive over under. So at the, at the very least he's going to get points with the PATs. And in the event that uh, they don't score a touchdown, the Chiefs are probably going to be in field goal range. So he could legit put up 20 points as a kicker <laughs> this week. Yes, he could. He could. He could. He could. You're right. You're, yeah. You're right. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we appreciate you, Ray. Thanks for tuning in, brother. Uh, okay, Brian, give me, give me your third flex plan of the week, brother. All right, man. JT is out. Fire up Deion Jackson, guys. That This guy, when he came on for JT last time, he delivered in a massive way with 28 points in PPR leagues with 12 touches, 42 yards, and he had 10, 10 targets, 10 catches, 79 yards, and that was for 7.9 yards a pop. That that's that's really really good numbers, and this guy had some juice to him, man. To be honest, and and Frank Reich really likes this guy. I he he's like this guy. He said this week in pressers that he is. He's going to be stepping up to be the guy. And with no Naeem Hines, because he got sent to the Buffalo Bills because James Cook sucks, um, they decided, hey, I'm I'm just just a fact. Just a fact. (laughs) What I've heard is that James Cook does not suck. It's just that his (laughs) is not the best. They don't trust him. So it's been yeah, I, I agree. I agree yeah. with you. He he gets run he gets run over, man. He really does. Yeah. Like it's just you know, it's a problem. It's and so he he needs to put on the that weight we talked about pre-draft. He needs to get back, he needs to put on some weight and, and get in the gym and and be willing to get run over. Like he needs to be able to yeah. be willing to it pass blocking is about heart and effort. And and honestly. If he if he's shying away from it, that tells me he's he you know he's afraid, and that I don't like that in my in my RBs, and you know that's something that maybe he needs to go talk to his brother about because his brother's a stud still, and he needs to get working with him. But uh, India is India is facing New England, and you know New England is pretty pretty dang good against the RB position, but with I think they're going to be targeting Michael Pittman. They're going to be trying to shut down Michael Pittman and that. Um, so I think he can be, if the pass rush is getting to Sam Ellinger, um, I think a lot of checkdowns are coming uh, Deion Jackson's way. So I could totally see a, another hyper, a fit, hyper targeted games out of the pass game. Like he was the last time he showed up on, on the uh, fantasy with 10 targets. So I wouldn't be surprised if he hit those numbers again. Um, and somehow sneaks into the box when they 
get on the one in the red zone there. They he can fall into the end zone for you because he's he's going to be the one because they already said Zach Moss isn't going to be heavily used. Um, so yeah, I, I could totally see. Yeah, Zach Moss is not that great, but he is a goal line guy, so it doesn't take much training or much whatever to be able to be a goal line guy because he's a big back. Um, so that's the only thing that kind of worries me. But I, I think Deion Jackson is going to have the lion's share of the of the uh, the snaps this week, and he's going to get hyper used in the passing game. Yeah, so, so Deion Jackson's interesting. I'm just looking at our chalkboard over at DFSArmy.com. It's where we hail mm-hmm. these gentlemen. And we have yes. something on the chalkboard, which is just – it's literally a list for each position for FanDuel, for uh, for, for DraftKings, just who the chalkiest players are going to be. So go sure. over and check it out. And it looks like Deion Jackson in – let's look at DK because, again, it's, it's more so the passing game. It's about yes. a 15.3% ownership expected. So he's going to be pretty chalky this week. The one thing mm-hmm. I will say that worries me a little bit is based on the fact that Sam Ellinger sucks – in my humble opinion, yes. I wasn't into sure. him, and man, I'm pissed off. I'm pissed off. I didn't. I wasn't able to sell him last week because now, now, now the you know news is out, man. It's it's yeah. He's going to be tough to trade, but I worry that that this week it's going to be again. I'm taking the under in this one. The Patriots are going to want to grind it out with Ramondre Stevenson. Mac Jones is healthy. Dude. I just worry that the Indianapolis Colts are going to have a lot of problems putting up points this week. Um, I'm playing Pittman where I have him. I'm recommending people play Pittman where they have him because he's a stud. But he's I a stud. You always play entire, your studs. Yeah, I worry about that entire Indianapolis offense this week. But uh, the Patriots are, are Jekyll and Hyde, man. Like, you know, one yes. thing suggest last week to shut them down. But two weeks ago in Chicago, they just got lit up. So it's hard to say with confidence. But yeah. – where the Patriots have been weak is with with running quarterbacks. So if Ellinger can use his legs on the ground, he's not a running quarterback. He's a quarterback that can run. There's a, there's a distinct difference, right? It's kind of like Joe Burrow, quarterback that can yes. run. That's Sam Ellinger. If they can be in a position to score points in the red zone, then yes, Deion Jackson's going to pay off his his price, and he's going to be a strong play this week. Mm-hmm. But I just worry they're going to be it's going to be a low scoring game. In which case, you just hope he he makes it up in the air and he catches five six passes in the air and you know, get you at least a 12 point floor. So, so Deion Jackson's a very safe play. It's the reason he's a flex play. He's not just yeah. absolutely like, he's just not a locked and loaded plug and play type player, but mm, it's just a matchup. It's a, it's a, it's a strong, it's a hard matchup. That's the only thing that kind of was making me hesitant. But to be honest, I think the guy has some juice to him when he, when he has a ball. Yeah. So I think oh, he, he'll oh. be all right. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, it's, it's a solid flex play. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially again, this week, it's just a spy again. And it's, it's going to be tough. Okay. I've got one player that I'm going to talk about, and then, yeah, Trubisky. That's I'd say Trubisky's better than than uh, than him, but let's move on. Um, I think Eno Benjamin this week went up against Seattle. Now James Conner, he was questionable. He did practice in a limited fashion all week, so there's a possibility that he does play, but he's got the rib injury. So those are the sort of things that I think it's going to be a pain tolerance type type situation. Eno Benjamin last week laid an egg. He did. He put up like eight and a half points in PPR leagues. But, Brandon, this is important. You have to look at just more than fantasy points. You have to look at the usage, okay? Yep. He's getting a 74% snap share, and he ran a season-high 38 routes last week at a 79% rate, or route nice. participation rate. He went 4 nice. for 7 in the passing game, okay? This game is one of the higher slates on the on, – or one of the higher over-unders on the slate. It's a 49-point over-under, and the cards are favorites at home by two points. Where, you know, Benjamin is going to – payoff this week in this game is that if it does turn out to be this shootout that we think it's going to be 
We do think it's going to be a shootout. You know, Benjamin, trust the process. You saw what happened. Week one, he's in, didn't do much. You sat him in week Mm-mm. two, he blew up. You start him in, week, in the third week, he laid an egg, and you're going to be tempted to sit him this week. Trust the process, trust the usage, trust that Eno Benjamin is going to get in the yeah. end zone this week against the Seattle Seahawks, brother. <sighs> I think, I think, honestly, I think that's going to be tough, man. Uh, but I just feel the second half of the season so far with the Seattle Seahawks have been for the defense have been kind of two different tales. They're giving up a ton of points, a ton of stuff. Um, but they've kind of, they're, they're starting to lock it in a little bit. They're starting to make it tougher. Um, I just feel when, we, when, when James Conner is out, that means bet on Kyler rush over. <laughs> okay. Like, yeah. like that is honestly, like that is telling me, Bet on the rush over for Kyler. Um, you know, he's an explosive guy. He can do it. I, I hope he can. Um, the last time he was in the nut spot and we touted him, he fucking fell on his face. Um, so that was – that's – you know, people remember that. I remember that. And I just – you know, like it's tough, but I hear what you're saying. The process says to. So yeah. you got to trust the process like you say process. all the time, all the time to me. And and just do what, you're, do what the numbers are telling you to do. And uh, it's sometimes just hard, and but you know, is it the matchup is good? So we'll see. Oh man, okay. <laughs> so George Cook is asking us a question. This is totally, totally at a left field, but I, I feel like we need to address this. Why can't they tell Texans just don't do us a favor and, and just cut Brandon Cooks? So George, like everything in life, it really comes down to money. Okay. Yep. It's if big money. Texans just willy nilly decided to cut Brandon Cooks today. There is a forty. Three million dollar dead. <laughs> I'm sure that'd be prorated. No chance. Season. Yeah. No chance. Next season in 2023, if they decided to willy nilly cut him, that's a 34 million dollar cap hit. So it's all about the financials. And one of the reasons the team was so reluctant, I think, to take him this season is simply because they would have been responsible for the 18 million dollar salary that he has next season. Which I love, Brandon Cooks. I mean, where the where the wide receiver market is going. Maybe that's not a, a totally bloated salary. It looks a little bloated now, yeah. but it might not be next year. Every, every single no. year, these salaries are starting to go up. But the only way that Brandon Cooks is going to be on a different team is if he gets traded. There's no yeah. way they're going to cut him. Um, even if they restructure it and, and play with the cap, there's just such a massive cap hit. And I get that the Texans, they have the room, but I just I just don't see it happening. I really don't see it happening. Me so, neither. You know, Me rest neither. in peace. I'm Brandon sad Cooks. about it, too. Tennessee. Yeah, fantasy fantasy managers. Okay, brother, we have named our fa- three favorite plays. Let's let's just do a um a quick round of who are some of your deeper flex players or just players that you want to mention as we go through this. <laughs> These are the ones you pray and you just hope they're gonna pay off. Uh, no, I don't. I don't think this is a. I don't think this is a deep, deep, deep sleeper. But I I believe Raheem Moser is gonna smash. It. He's gonna be good. Oh, uh, oh. Chase Ed- Chase Edmonds is gone, boy. Chase Edmonds is gone. Problem is Jeff Wilson's hashtag good. I love this jam, man. This is just such a such a sick jam. Okay, go ahead. Raheem Raheem Moser is gonna. They've already said that they're gonna. You know, J- Wilson. He should know. He should know the system for Miami because it's the same exact thing that they're doing at the Niners. Okay, so McDaniel has just literally just 
leached off two running backs from the Niners <laughs> and just implemented their system. And look what's happening. I mean, they have, I, you know, Raheem Moser has been really good since he's come back from his, uh, from his injury and when he last week he had 14 carries 64 yards he fell on the one yard line to score and he would have paid off for the boy if he would have just fell into the end zone instead of just coming up short i mean so hopefully this week it doesn't happen that way against chicago chicago is atrocious against the against the run and rbs <laughs> um third third best matchup for rbs um so raheem mosert has the green light, let's just say that. And he has the workforce snap share and target share. And I just think he I think he's due to get in that end zone. He only got one touchdown this year so far. And the, his run, the, the next few games, he's got himself a nice green. Um, I'm saying go trade for Raheem Mostert um, for your – he's going to be a cheap trade target, and he hasn't blown completely up yet. He's going to blow up soon. He's got Chicago, Cleveland, a bye, Houston, San Francisco tough, and then the Chargers. So that mm-hmm. is four out, four out of five weeks are legit green light uh, weeks. And Jeff Wilson, to be honest, you know, he's he's just a guy. He's just a guy. He's just going to be there to, to back up Moser just to come and give him some breaks here and there. He's not going to take the job away from him. McDaniels likes Moser. It's obvious that he tr- when he traded away uh, Edmonds and for in that Brad- in that Bradley Chubb trade. So I'm all I love Raheem this week. I think he's going to be great, brother Raheem. So one of the things you talked about, yeah. <laughs> hashtag Jeff Wilson is good. It's true, Clip. It's it's very very true. So one of one of my favorite tools over at DFSArmy.com. That's what we hail, ladies and gentlemen. Check it out. There's a bunch of free stuff out there, but for our VIP members, there's a lot of tools where there's there's of course the DFS Dominator where if you want to just Plug in a few attributes. We'll plug out some of our most optimal lineups. But if you like to do the process yourself, we have something called a matchup tool. And what mm-hmm. it is, is it's every single matchup this of the week talks about your snap percentage, your rush percentage, your target percentage, your um, the defensive versus the position. So it's, you talked about the green light. When there's a bunch of green on there, you know it's going to be a good matchup. It talks about the, snap shares, the snaps per game, the projected points. In yes. DK and FanDuel. So these are all just very, very simple things where it's okay. When you're going down the list, you want to just say, okay, if I'm trying to compare my players, and, and uh, Brandon and I aren't here to help you out, and it's very, very similar, you look at the matchup. If it's green, locked and loaded, baby. If it's red, yeah. eh, maybe be a little bit more reluctant. So right. definitely one of my favorite tools over at DFSArmy.com. It's super easy and it's super fun and it's visually it's, it's just very very intuitive to read. So go check it out. Yeah. Matchup tool, one of my favorite tools. But okay, Brandon, once again, you what we call a perpetual line pusher because I said rapid fire some of your quick plays and we had a, uh, a six hour synopsis about hey, man. brother Moster because I like him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, uh, some some other me- honorable mentions: Deonta Foreman who blew up last week going up against Perfect. the Bengals yep. this week. Love Deonta Foreman. Uh, Cuba so obvious. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Josh Palmer. I did mention him. Um, he's, he's still a good play. He's still going to be a good play. I like Romeo dubs this week. Alan there we Zard, go. If he's healthy. And if, if Alan Rosario has been dealing with the hip injury, if he plays, that's going to be a great matchup against the lions for your wide receivers. It's been play against the lions, start them against yeah. the lions. Well, Lazard and Romeo dubs are playing the lions this week. Perfect. Um, Kenyon Drake this week for Baltimore. 
going up against New Orleans. Gus Edwards yeah. might not play. Kenyon Drake nope. could have a good game. At tight end position, assuming Mark Andrews is out, Isaiah likely could have a good game. Yep. Last but not least, I like Evan Ingram going up against Las Vegas this week. It's a 24th ranked matchup on the slate, and he's a 16.85% target share on the season. So Evan Ingram is a de facto part of that offense, which we love. No to shit. See it. 16%. Wow. Okay, that's higher than I thought he's it would asking, be. He's asking about Deshaun Jackson, man. I, no, 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 stop. No, we were we. So for the record, we were talking about Dion Jackson clip, not Deshaun Jackson. But no, I mean Dion. for the Ravens, it's no, it, it's it's a pure death play. It's Devin Duvernay. That that that's pretty much that's all it is, brother. You know who I kind of like? I think who you know who's the mad madman that draws up great plays. That's just coming off a of bye week. That just got an offensive weapon. How about Andy Reid, Darius Tony? Uh, I think that I think I think that is a sneaky deep play that you could, if you were able to sneak grab him off the waiver. I'm sliding him in a couple a couple of lineups. I'm you know hurting because of the buys and injuries and whatnot. But that is a guy that is highly highly talented, a great athlete, going on a team that schemes people open better than everybody. I think honestly, like he. Like they they know how to get their playmakers in space with the rock to do positive gains. And Kadarius Tony, I know he has a small projection on uh on sleeper because sleepers like I don't they don't know what to do with this guy. But I think I think uh, Andy Reid's got something for the NFL with this guy. I think he's I think he's laughing about the fact that they stole him for nothing and that he's yeah. gonna be. I think I think they're ready to to unleash a little package for him. So. So for those of you, these the millennials that are watching right now, you probably have no idea what the hell I'm talking about. But back in the day, there was this movie, and even it was like back in my like before my time. But it was Charlie and Chocolate Factory, and you've seen this gif probably all over the internet, where it's you know it's Willy Wonka slowly kind of going up, and then he goes, does a little somersault, jumps up, yeah, oh baby, that's Kadarius Tony, man. Oh my god, that's the whole season. Oh, man. Dude, I wish we had a gif of that and post that. That is so oh, good. Man. You're right. Yeah. Like I've just, seen it. You're like, I, I can't Ta-da! see that. Like, yeah, I, he ob- obviously, him and Dayball did not mesh. And I think uh, I think Dayball is like a oh, football guy. You know what I mean? Like, he is yeah. serious about his this game. And Andy Reid's like, if you got talent, I just want to have you and exploit your talents because – he he can scheme anybody open. To be honest, he's a superstar at that, and I I he's just one of the elite coaches, and he just got himself a premium weapon that, you know, this guy's like Percy Harvin, like like he, like that's who he reminds me of when he plays is Percy Harvin, like and that. is the Florida one. the Florida boys look alike, and yeah, the NFL screwed up by allowing that to happen, um, allowing him to go get to Kansas City because he's he's a real talent. Yeah, I mean, Canary's turn is a knucklehead. It's one of the reasons he's struggled so far, batting injuries. But, yeah. Okay, one last question, and we're going to get the hell out of here. Yes, and sir. for you people from our clutches. We got Matthew coming in asking, Terry McLaurin or DeAndre Swift, flex full PPR. I'm going Terry McLaurin, baby, yep. in this one. DeAndre Have to. Swift, we just don't know if he's healthy. Uh, definitely Terry McLaurin. So that that's it, brother. Yeah. For those I of agree. you who are still reluctant to go and join the DFS Army VIP club, we have an offer we can get a free month dfsarmy.com forward slash free dash offer just follow the nice. instructions and you can get yourself a free vip membership for one month 
it's November, okay? Some of your fantasy teams might still be in it. Others might not be. Others might be completely hooped. In that case, mm-hmm. that's why there's DFS, man. It, it, it yes. helps. Just Well, it, it can either compound the pain or, or, or relieve the pain. It's, it's hard to say sometimes, but uh, we're going to help you help you relieve the pain. So dfsarmy.com forward slash free dash try. Um, and, and that's it, brother. We're going to be here for the rest of the season. Good luck in week nine. So for Brandon, I'm Flex Shane, and we are the DFS Army Fantasy Football Show. Peace.